Welcome to Laces Out, an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. Here to talk all things football is your host Suhaib. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of this show. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Laces Out. I am your host, Sohaib, and today I am joined by my close friend once again, Amin. Amin, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. Doing great. Oh, man. You can't can't wait to get into this. Week four preview, we got a ton of exciting games, you know, a ton of stuff to go over. We got that Thursday night football matchup that we're going to go through. We'll get your thoughts on that, Amin. Um, We'll also go, you know, go over key storylines to watch for this week. Some game predictions, as you guys all know, game by game prediction. And then uh, we'll wrap it up with bold predictions and call it a day. But before we begin, I just wanted to remind everyone that Laces Out is an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. We are available on all major podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we are also available on Instagram and Twitter as well. So make sure to follow us there. All right. Nice, uh, quick and short intro. I've been trying to work on that. Yep. <laughs> Let's get right into it. I mean, Thursday night football. Bengals beat the Dolphins twenty-seven to fifteen. Initial thoughts right after the game. What were your What was your reaction? So I think the first thing that you got to take away from that is prayers up for Tua. That was a very rough injury that he had to go through, and I really didn't like how they kept zooming in on you know the reaction after that. How they kept zooming in on the fingers and everything. I was like, that's a little excessive. So, but prayers up for him, man. But. He got he got cleared from the hospital. He flew back home with his team in Miami. So prayers up. That's all I can say. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like, you know, he's all right, which is which is the good news. It's just yeah. I don't understand from Miami's point of view. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to put this because like this is like a debate that's going around, but okay, let me ask you this. Was he rushed? Was he rushed in? Was he ready? Do you think it was the right time for him to play? Or do you think, you know? It was fine. Or do you think like they rushed him too fast? Here's the thing with like the team medical like proceedings and all that, you're supposed to hold back the players. The player's goal is I want to come in. I want to come in as soon as possible. I want to make my money. I want to prove to everybody that, you know, I'm the guy. But as the medical staff in the front office in Miami, you have to be able to hold them back. You have to protect your investment because at the end of the day, he's a human being. You got to take the same care that you would any other player. So, yeah, you can't you can't really blame two on this. I can't. Of course you can't. Yeah, This isn't two's fault. I'm I'm just saying. it's it's just two concussions in five days. Is it five or four days? It's really yeah, five days. Yeah. If from from a from a medical team's point of view, as you said, their main goal is to protect the players. That's not protecting the players as much as. All. Of course, of course, two is gonna go out there and be like, "Yeah, I'm re- I'm fine. I want to play. I want to play." Exactly. You uh, you just hit on the T. It's like you as a you know the doctor, the more professional guy. You're supposed to be like, all right, no, it's too dangerous. You know, you're not ready to go out and play yet. And it's just like a really terrible situation that thankfully, 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 it didn't turn out as bad as it looked. Mm-hmm. But it's just really, it's really a bad, bad situation as a whole from the, you know, medical team point of view. However, you know, this recently just came out before uh, we hit record per multiple reports an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant responsible for evaluating Tua has been fired today. He reportedly yeah. made several mistakes in the past. So this isn't his first rodeo with, you know, making mistakes and, it's it's kind of baffling that yeah someone has to take accountability so 
at least this is a step in the right direction, not saying it solves anything, especially for the long-term health of players on the Dolphins team, but it's a step in the right direction. It is, it is for sure. And it's just like truly unfortunate that a severe injury to Tua had to be what was, you know, the final, the final, you know, final, what's the, what's the word, the final warning nail for a coffin or, or, nail something. A coffin or yeah. something but you get what i mean it's like yeah it's really unfortunate that they had to go through that in order to like fire a doctor who we said and reportedly made several mistakes yep um but then it's just from a footballing point of view when does Tua come back do you actually see him coming back this season i think he's going to come back this season because you brought up a good point before the show something similar happened with mason rudolph we saw how he was i think it was what two years ago but two years three ago, years ago last year. something like that two three years something yeah. like that but he came back that same season. So I don't think Tua is going to be out the whole season, especially, unfortunately, you got to make it a football-related thing, but especially if they're in contention. So I hopefully they give him more than enough time to rest, not just enough time, more than enough time to recover, recuperate, so you're not in any form of danger. But I see him coming back. Give it like a month, maybe a month and a half. That's what I'd say. Yeah, and I mean, you can compare it to the Mason Rudolph situation. However, the difference is this man could sustain two concussions in a span of five back days. Back to back, yeah, man. That's what's scary. It's because, like, if he comes back, you know, within, like, two, three, a month, if he comes back after a month and he gets, like, one big hit, it's, like, three concussions in a year. That's unheard of. It's, like, it's really unfortunate because he was put in a terrible situation. And, unfortunately, you know, it's more there's more risk associated with him playing now. Yep. Rather than if he just sat out a week and then, you know, just settled, you know, just rested that that week, right? For sure. And it's it's just a really unfortunate situation. And unfortunately, Tua is just on the wrong end. And, you know, prayers up, as you said. And Absolutely. hopefully, you know, it's most speedy recovery and the best case scenario happens for Tua Tagovailoa. Back to uh, back towards the footballing sense, you know, from Cincinnati's point of view, the Bengals offense, despite the win, was very frustrating. I talk, I spoke about this in the last episode, but... The biggest X factor was the Bengals O-line and they didn't do much to impress me, you know, and another, and another thing, you know, that really has been popping up week in and week out is the play calling. Yeah. Zach Taylor was uh, considered one of the most like, you know, up and coming coaches the past season, this season, however, it hasn't really looked much, you know, for just put it into like perspective, Joe Mixon ran 24 times and Burrow and the Bengals only threw it 31 times. That's a nearly 50, 50 split when you have guys like Jamar Chase, T Higgins, and your strength is the passing game. I get exactly. you're trying to involve the run game. You're trying to get Mixon going. However, you got Joe Burrow, a potential MVP candidate, and you're just, you know, you're doing a 50-50 split or almost close to 50-50 split. It's just I find it confusing why they aren't using, arguably, as we've spoken in previous episodes, the best wide receiver duo, and if not the best wide receiver trio in the game right now. What it's are your so thoughts weird. on the situation? Yeah, it's so weird, man, because Jamar Chase, he's one of the absolute best weapons in the game, and they weren't using him until the end of the fourth quarter when, like, the game was already – you know, two was out. It was already basically decided that the Bengals were going to win. They weren't using him till then, which that be makes no sense to me. He should be using him throughout the game. He should be the focal point of the offense, honestly. Burrow to chase. That's what worked last season. The guy had a Super Bowl. So I don't know why you abandoned it. It's not like teams have figured out with Jamar or anything like that. It's just the play calling. It's weird. It's very passive. Mixon, Hayden Hurst, like stretch the field, Bengals. That's what you're, that's what's going to get you to that promised land. That's what got you to the promised land last year exactly it's like they're just trying to they're just trying to be too cute and just you know oh we got a new offensive line let's start you know running the ball more when we have like arguably a top five qb in the nfl right now that's really yeah. what it is yeah. but like it's you know maybe if it's one week that's that's a that's a different story you know two weeks it's like all right three weeks maybe 
But it's four, we're four weeks into the season and this offense has not looked like, like the explosive self. And Zach Taylor being an offensive-minded head coach raises a question. If, if the offense continues along this trend, does Zach Taylor, you know, face the hot seat? Or is it just, you know, too soon? What do you think? I don't think he's in jeopardy right now, but it, it could become like a Kevin Stefanski situation where maybe two years down the line or something like that, then people are going to raise questions about his game and his play calling. So, so you I, I wouldn't say right now, but it could be a thing if it continues. Would it, would it take a catastrophic ending to the season for him to get fired this year? Or do you think it's like not possible for him to get fired? I don't think he gets fired this year. I don't think it's possible, but really, hey, they go like six, they're a six, seven win team. Then next year they start out slow. Then you'd be like, yeah, see, is burning hot. But right now, I, what he did last year for that Bengals team, I don't think so. I think with that team, with the expectations they had, along with, you know, improving the offensive line, the significant investment they have towards the offensive side of the ball and defensively, they're playing well. They are. You know, they are. I, yeah. I think, you know, a six win, seven win team doesn't cut it. And I think they cut ties with them. You think immediately, wow. I, I think I think they should. But, you know, we know about the Bengals' ownership. They, they're really, like, you know, persistent they wait, with keeping they that coaches. Yeah. Exactly. So if it was another situation, I'd be like, they'd probably cut ties, you know, different ownerships. However, if, if it's, like, me personally, I would say, like, I would I would be, like, all right, you know, you're done. But, you know, Cincinnati, looking at it from Cincinnati's point of view, I'd say they, they just hold on to him a bit longer regardless of the outcome this season. But it's just a question nonetheless, you know. Definitely something to keep an eye on throughout the season. But yeah, that was the Thursday football thought. Cincinnati comes out with the win. All of a sudden, they're two and two. They're right back in it in the division. Exactly. And Miami Dolphins fall to three and one. And I'm not sure who their next game is, but yeah. Things aren't looking good right now for the short-term future. Things aren't looking good, exactly. Um, moving on to the main segment, though. The key storylines to look for this season. Not much. You know, there's a bunch of, you know, there's a there's a like a handful of great games, and then there's, there's a bunch of like, you know, just solid. Met yeah. games yeah yeah but the biggest storyline of all you know i think is the matchup out in baltimore the mvp favorites going head to head josh allen versus lamar that game never disappoints regardless of when That's they verse. great and yeah. with lamar playing the way he's playing josh allen playing the way he's playing bill's coming off a loss mind you yep it's gonna be such a fun game to watch and i'm really looking forward to it what are you looking for what are like some things you're just looking forward to that game so like both secondaries for each team is relatively banged up. So I think it's going to be a real shootout of game, especially with Allen looking to prove like, okay, last week was a fluke against Miami. Last week was a fluke. I'm better than that. Mind you, he still had 400 yards, two touchdowns, but you know, he could do to Allen Sanders. He could do better than, better than that. And Lamar Jackson, yeah. AFC player of the month so far this season. I'm Arguably saying, the MVP favorite. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Him and Hertz are probably up there for MVP favorite for sure. Which is crazy to say with Hertz. It's just insane to think like how both how both quarterbacks are playing at such a level that you don't really expect, <laughs> you know, they're both the biggest issue with, with Lamar was his passing. And as I said last episode, he's first, I think, in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and then like his rushing ability and his rushing ability, he's like second or like he's right behind Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb in rushing yards. Wow. That's legit unheard of. And you got Josh Allen, who the man is built like a running back. And, you know, he's hard to tackle. Like he big can ben, throw 70 yards. Big Ben in his, in his prime, but, like, with bigger arm strength. And it's just, like, <laughs> appreciate it while it's still here because this, it's just the beginning for both of these quarterbacks. And yep. these matchups are going to be – these uh, these are going to be, like, matchups we're going to look back years and years to come. And it's just going to be a really fun one out in Baltimore. And as you said, both secondaries are, like, banged up. So this is going to be a high-scoring matchup. I, can, I won't sure. be surprised. But, yeah, that, that's going to be a matchup I'm looking forward to. Another key storyline. Super Bowl 55 rematch, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Doesn't get better than that. You know, 
Tom Brady, you know, and Bucks offense kind of looked, you know, they started slow last last week. They looked relatively, you know, off off rhythm. You know, they looked slightly off. However, they get Mike Evans back this week, and and you know, potentially, potentially, they could get guys Julio. like you know Julio, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage is questionable. Um, and then the Chiefs coming off a disappointing loss against Indianapolis. So both teams coming out, you know, two and one with a point to prove, yeah. coming off losses. What are you most looking forward to this match? This again, this is another great game. I just want to see if Brady could bounce back because he's had a very struggling start to the season. And against Rodgers last week, he didn't look good at all, like Rodgers and the Packers, of course. So yep. I want to see if he could, if he still got like, I don't want to be doubting Brady like that, but I want to see if he could do it on the big stage, like even at age 45, 46, whatever, however old he is. I don't know how old he is, but <laughs> anyways, it's like I'm not I'm not gonna go off on Brady yet because. He hasn't had his offensive weapons. I'll give him that. You know, he hasn't had his receivers fully healthy, you know, only for like the for like the first half of the season, right? First half yep. of the first game of the season. You know, if he gets guys like Julio and Godwin back, then you start to judge like, okay, he's got he's to do something. He's got to do something, you know, quick because the season wordy in week four. And the Chiefs are a relatively solid defense. So this is a good game to yeah. like prove that the Bucs are still amongst the top offenses in the game that Tom Brady still belongs in this league. But it's going to be an interesting matchup. You know, the Chiefs would be looking for revenge after the, absolutely getting humiliated. <laughs> There's no way yeah, to sugarcoat that. Yep. Colts, and I was talking about the Super Bowl matchup. You know, when they got oh, humiliated by the Bucks, it's oh, yeah, like I yeah. feel like that's going to leave like a, a sour taste in their mouth, and it's just going to be really interesting to see how the Chiefs come out and you know basically retaliate the beating they took <laughs> against yep. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. And then on then there's another matchup, Monday Night Football. You know, that was a Sunday, Sunday night matchup, Monday Night Football, NFC Championship rematch. This is like the week of the rematches. Yeah, but right. the Niners go up against the Los Angeles Rams. As we all know, the Niners have had their numbers, but the Rams won when it mattered most. They won last the last matchup, which was, ironically enough, the NFC Championship. Yep. What are you most looking forward to this game? I'm looking to see if the if the Niners keep the streak going with them, like having the Rams number during the regular season, or if the Rams prove like, okay, before it was a fluke. Now it's our time. We run the division and all that. So I'm, I'm very interested to see that game. That's going to be a great Monday night game, hopefully. Oh yeah. And definitely this is a, this is a matchup where both teams, especially offensively have a lot to prove. They haven't yeah. had the starts to the season that they, they both expected to have. And, you know, it's going to be a really interesting matchup to see which offense, you know, basically shows out because both defenses are solid. Niners defense, we know how good they are. Yeah. Rams defense, we know the, the star players they have on that side of the ball. And, you know, yep. they've struggled to start the season. However, we know what they can do. Yeah. For sure. So it's going to be a great, a great matchup and a great test for both offenses because we both know how the defenses play on both sides of the ball. But, yeah, that's another rematch game, you know. And then finally, the first London game. It's not much. It's, it's Saints, Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Think of that as to what you will. Do you want to wake up early? That's up to you. But it's the first London game. We just had to bring that up the banged up saints going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. But yeah, other than that, nothing, nothing really notable to keep an eye on. Those are the main storylines to watch out for. Zach Wilson's coming back. If you want to, if you want to talk about that, you know, he's coming back um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about more, that, that's true. That's more in great detail, but yeah, speaking of um, speaking of that, let's wrap up that segment, move on to the next one, go over quick notable injuries before we go into game by game predictions. The players that have been ruled out already, Amonra St. Brown, DeAndre Swift for the Detroit Lions, Miles Garrett for the Cleveland Browns, Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers for the New England Patriots, David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears, Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints, Keenan Allen for the Houston Texans, and then 
questionable players include the Bucks wide receiver trio, Julio, Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, Zadarius Smith, Shaquille Leonard, Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore. And then on a side note, you know, in his own tier, James Winston, doubtful. he's expected to miss the game. He's doubtful. However, I, I'd say he's more likely to be out than not. You know, that's really what doubtful means. And then expected to play J.C. Jackson. He has been removed off the injury report. Ronnie Stanley is expected to make his return, a long-awaited return for the Baltimore Ravens. They have seemed yeah. to struggle within, within his absence. And then Michael Gallup coming off a knee injury. He is expected to – he's off the injury report, if I'm not mistaken, and he's expected to play against Washington. But yeah. that is the injury report. Um, so, yeah, with that in mind, let's head into game predictions. I mean, you got the injuries. You know what to do. Let's do it. New Orleans Saints, Minnesota Vikings, the first London game. As we said, New Orleans Saints missing a bunch of key, uh, key players. James Winston expected to miss the game. Michael Thomas already been ruled out. Alvin Camaro still banged up. New Orleans, uh, two, and a, two and a half point underdog to the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook's expected to play. I mean, he's he is active. Who do you have winning this game? I think it's got to be the Minnesota Vikings. They're rolling right now, and New Orleans is just trending in the wrong direction injury-wise. So if fully healthy, this would be a really good game. I'd possibly take New Orleans for their great defensive prowess and the ability for the offense to keep the ball away from Minnesota's high-powered offense long enough. But in this case, I'm taking Minnesota. Get the job done. Yeah, honestly, just they're just dealing with too much injuries on the same side of the ball. Offense isn't clicking even with when they're fully healthy. And now you're missing your wide receiver one, arguably your wide receiver one, and your QB yep. one. Give me Minnesota. I think I think they bounce back in this game. You know, they struggled the past two weeks, although they came out the win against Lions. But yep. we we both know that was, you know, kind of <laughs> fluke. It was a fluke. <laughs> Sorry, For your it sake, fluke. it was kind of a fluke. fluke. But but that's how it is. You know, they they managed to win a game. However, you know, they move on. Now the Saints got to find a way to manage to win a game. You know, they're reeling right now on a two-game losing streak. But I think Minnesota, fully healthy. I had them win in this game. Next game, Houston Texans versus Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers head into Houston. Houston is a five-point underdog. I mean, for good reason. They're going up against the Chargers. Chargers are reeling. They're, they lost they the past two games, and they, and they lost to Houston last year. You remember yeah. that's the game that yeah, that was the game that, that like took them out of the picture, basically. Yeah, kicked them out of the. That ended up being the deciding factor between them in a playoff spot. Man, does Houston repeat <laughs> what they did last it, year, or does Los Angeles bounce back? This better be the Chargers because if the Chargers are one and three with losses to the Jags and Houston, then I'm worried about the Chargers curse legitimately. Like <laughs> there's like they could build a super team and I don't care. I'll just never pick the Chargers ever again to do anything. So I'm going with the Chargers, but I'm scared. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 gotta be it's gotta be the Chargers, right? Because right, Justin man. Herbert, you don't have the Justin Herbert Justin Herbert didn't suffer any setbacks. He's had another week where he's yep. you know healthy, you know rested, getting healthier, yeah, getting healthier. Yeah. And then you get back J.C. Jackson. You're missing Joey Bosa. Yes, I get that. You're missing Rashawn Slater. However, you have a bunch of star players and other positions. You're getting back Keenan Allen. Or no, Keenan Allen has been ruled out. My bad. Yeah, Keenan's out. Keenan's Keenan, out yeah. You still have Mike Williams. And it's sure they're banged up, but it's the Chargers, oh, right? Come on. <laughs> it's the Chargers. You built the super team for a reason. God. And it's the Houston Texans who haven't won a game yet. Yep. So... No, I got to go Chargers. I can't even pick Houston, man. It's got to be, right? Give me Los Angeles. They have to win this game if they want to have any shot at making the playoffs there. I said it. If they if they lose this, I doubt – I'm not I'm, – maybe too early, but say bye-bye to playoffs if you lose this game for the Chargers. I yeah. said it. There you go. All right. Next All game, right. Though, I respect it. This game is actually better than I thought. You know, when I first looked at the schedule, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this game is going to be, you know, a typical blowout. However – the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
both teams are on a high right now. Jackson, the, wait, let me let me fix that. The number one, the number one is Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. The AFC South leaders, man. The AFC South leaders. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, the Philadelphia Eagles are six and a half point favorites. Who do you have winning this game? I mean, I think I want to pick the Jaguars because they've looked so good, but Philly's arguably the best team in the league right now with the way they've looked. So, and they're the only remaining undefeated team. So it's going to be Philly or no. Yeah. I'm going Philly too. It's at Philadelphia. It's a tough place to play. And for a young QB like Trevor Lawrence, it's just too much to ask for him in Philadelphia. As we said, they have arguably the best defense in the game right now, the best offense in the game right now. They're just clicking on all cylinders and it's just give me Philadelphia. Next game, Atlanta Falcons. Welcome in the Cleveland Browns. The Falcons are one and a half point underdogs. I mean, who do you have winning this game? Give me my boys, the Falcons, man. Give me the Falcons, Drake, London, Kyle Pitts. Let's get it done. Browns can't be three and one. And Atlanta, I do like the pieces that they have on offense. Scordell, Patterson's looked really good. Yeah, Scordell, you heard that right. So <laughs> give me Atlanta. Man, so is that your upset pick or are you saving that for another game? Uh, uh, I don't know. You don't I'll, I'll say it? that then. I'll say that then. All right, all right. That that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, be lame if I go to Atlanta. Give me Cleveland. I think they're just going to re- rely on Chubb and Hunt and just continue the hot streak they have on offense. That's fair. They have looked really good for what for what they have. You know, at quarterback, no offense to Jacoby Brissett. However, they're a play away from being 4-0. And mm-hmm. you got you got to give credit where credit's due. And Cleveland has looked really solid in uh, Deshaun Watson's absence. I think they continue that against an Atlanta Falcons team who have been competitive. And I think the game is going to be competitive, but I just think Cleveland, Cleveland's rushing attack is will be just enough to help them squeak out a win at Atlanta. That's fair, yeah. But moving on to the next game, the Detroit Lions welcome in the Seattle Seahawks, coming off a brutal loss from both teams, Seattle to Atlanta, Detroit to Minnesota. Yep. Detroit is banged up, as we said earlier, missing out on their two top offensive weapons. However, you know, they're going up against a Seattle team who has, besides week one, have struggled on the defensive side of the ball. Detroit's a four-point favorite at home. Who do you have one in this game, I mean? Give me my Lions, man. I don't know how we get it done because no Swift, no Monroe St. Brown, but I just believe the defensive line has to come out this game. They need to pressure Geno Smith, force him into making mistakes and have as much offensive time as possible. So give me the Lions for those reasons. Yeah, and another thing you got to point out, you know, Seattle has a relatively young offensive line. Very and young, yeah. When Two going, rookies on the outside. Go, yeah, exactly. And going into an atmosphere, um, as, as we've seen so far, you know, Ford Field has been rocking. So... It's going to be really it's going to be a really tough test for that off, for that young offensive line, especially going up against, you know, up and coming star Aiden Hutchinson, Charles Harris, who's had a, a relatively solid season, Ali McNeil, who's having a underrated season, in my opinion. And it's going to be a really tough test for that young offensive line. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, give me Detroit, though. I think they find yeah, they, yeah. they squeak out a win. I think, you know, they do just enough. Their offensive line finds a way, you know, Seattle's defense isn't all that. And. Sure, Detroit is missing some top guys, but they got some relatively solid guys such as DJ Chark. Um, Jamal Williams is a solid complement. You know, they still got TJ Hawkinson. They got they still got weapons. And, mm-hmm. you know, paired with that offensive line that manages to do what they do best. I think Detroit, Detroit still manages to win this game, although they're missing a few of their top guys. Hopefully. Yep. <laughs> Moving on to the next game. The New York Giants go up against the Chicago Bears, the two and one Chicago Bears and the two and one New York Giants. <laughs> what a thought, man. The New York Giants are three-point favorites. Yeah. I mean, who do you have winning this game? I couldn't handle it if the Chicago Bears were three and one. So I'm picking the Giants, and I think Saquon Barkley has an absolutely monster game. I think he's going crazy this week. 
Dang, so like you don't want the Bears to be three and one, or is it just like you think the Giants actually have win this game? I mean, they should be able to win this game. Both teams are, you know, kind of real. Like, I don't know how to explain it. But both teams I, are not that high level, but at the same time, they're exceeding expectations. So, I don't know. I just think Giants, though, get it done. No, I'm gonna go with my boy Danny Dimes. Chicago is just their offense is in shambles. I don't care what you say about Justin Fields. The man has struggled to start the season. I just can't see them winning this game personally. Um, and just yeah. the Giants have more skill, skill, skill position players. Like they have more playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, because the receivers are down. Kadarius, Tony, Wanda. Robinson, I, I, that's why Pepper I stopped myself by like Saquon Barkley. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, it's yeah. like the Bears side of the ball. They're not getting Darnell Mooney involved. You know, it's just a bunch of. It's going to be a boring game. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to watch this besides Giants and Chicago fans. Let's just yeah. put it at that. But give me the Giants. I think the Giants bounce back and they move to three and one. Yep. Moving on, sticking with the NFC East, a divisional battle between the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Dallas is a three-point favorite. They are on a streak without their starting QB. Do they continue that? Uh, I'm going to say they do. I'm going to say they do. Cooper Rush goes to 4-0. Cowboys get it done. Michael Gallup returns. And, yeah, Washington hasn't looked that good recently. So, give me yeah. Cowboys. If I'm not mistaken, this game is in uh, Dallas. So, give me Dallas. I think Dallas yeah. continues the streak. They And then it sparks some QB controversy. <laughs> That's what Jerry Jones wants. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but give me the Dallas Cowboys beating the Washington Commanders, who have looked really like they haven't, they haven't looked as good as we thought. Which, before I forget, you know, I, I brought this up last episode, but I wanted to ask you this question. Was my Ron Rivera take about him being on the hot seat really, you know, just an overreaction? Or do you think it's well-warranted? It's interesting, but it's weird because he's he's a really good coach, but at the same time, his teams are kind of like – Mediocre. Mediocre. They're mediocre. So, I like, think I think he is on the hot seat. That's to repeat what I said, I mean, how long has he been there? Three, if not – what is this, fourth year? I, think I don't it's know. It's third or fourth three. year? Yeah, this is where like this that. is this is where teams are expected to compete when they hire a new head coach, right? That's like the timeline, the yeah. you know, the timeline they follow. You know, the third year is when they start competing, and then fourth year is when they're start they, they turn into contenders. Washington has looked the same all three years. Didn't they make playoffs first year and then they went downhill since? Yeah, and they made playoffs and yeah. like wasn't it like only like nine wins though? Yeah, like it was eight and eight. Heineke, it was like the Heineke year. Yeah. It was Alex Smith, you know, he ended up going on like you know, this win streak and you know, he ended up yeah. getting hurt, but like still it's just I don't know. That's just me personally because Washington hasn't really improved. They've just been mediocre and like that's a good point. It's it's gonna be interesting to see like is Washington fine with staying in the middle of the pack? That's really the best way to put it. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see if they keep losing and keep struggling the way they are right now. Moving on to the next game, the AFC South, a divisional battle between the Colts and the Titans. This is an important matchup. This is you know, Tennessee important. one and two, Colts one, one and one. What a weird what a weird record, but here we are. But this is a game where these teams were expected to be the favorites, but they haven't had the start to the season they thought they would have. Yep. Is this as close to a must-win as both teams will have all season? It is, especially because the Jags are going crazy right now. So <laughs> you got <laughs> the you number one Jacksonville number Jaguars. One Jacksonville Jaguars. You got to take go. control right. of the AFC South. And I don't know if the Jags are going to let up, to be honest. But with this game, this is really as 50-50 as it gets for me. But I'm going to go with. Indy here. I'll go with Indy here because I had more faith with them going into the season, and I believe that they're more well-rounded than Tennessee. No, that's a, that's definitely a fair point. Um, Indy is a three and a half point favorite. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah, 
I don't know. It shouldn't I, really I'm, be like a pick'em type of thing. I'm not. I'm. I'm not really. I'm not really convinced with. I'm not really convinced with Indy. I'm going to go fair. with Tennessee. I think they ride the Derrick Henry hot hand, and Derrick Henry carries them to a victory. This is that's that's what I say. I think Tennessee has just had their number in recent years. Yep. I'm a, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm a, I'm gonna go with ten. I'm gonna go with ten, Tennessee Titans winning an all important divisional battle. Nice. Moving nice. on to the next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a rough loss against Cleveland Browns. Welcome to the New York Jets, a team that's. Bring uh welcoming back Zach Wilson. However, they're dealing with injuries along that offensive line. They have injuries all across the field on both sides of the ball. And then, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers still have Mitch Trubisky as starting quarterback. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting matchup, you know, to say the least. Um I'm not looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> as a Steelers fan, me personally. Who do you have winning this game? Give me my upset pick. I'm taking the New York Jets over <laughs> here. Trubisky's look terrible, and I think I think this is the game where Kenny Pickett – it's it's Kenny Pickett time. That's what I'm thinking. I think this is the game where Trubisky proves that he's terrible, not that he has it all year, but he just officially confirms it. And give me the Jets beating the Steelers in an upset, my upset of the week. Okay. Um, I'm going Pittsburgh. You know, yeah. I just think they can go one and three, right, before heading into that brutal stretch. Yeah, that would be bad, man. You can go one and three. You're at home. You know, if Trubisky even does bad for like a quarter, right? The Boobirds are gonna start flying. Pittsburgh fans, oh, you know, sure. they they have a high standard, and for good for reason. Sure. You know, they're they're used to good they're used to good football. We're used to good football, and it's just if Trubisky keeps playing the way he's playing, Kenny Pick is right there waiting in the wings, man. And yes, he is. As much as Tomlin wants to say, you know, it's a, it's a process. He wants to be as, as patient as possible. It's 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 really it's really like close to the end of the line for Trubisky. Yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. And, no, no, I get what you're saying, hundred percent. And then uh, honestly, on on the defensive side of the ball, Pittsburgh has struggled without TJ Watt. I, I think they yeah. only have like you know one and a half set or like two sacks in two weeks. They're a team known to be leading the NFL in sacks year in and year out. So that's going to be a really because you know we spoke about the Jets' offensive injuries, that offensive line, especially the tackles position, they're dealing with injuries on and on, on that side of the ball. So it's going to be really interesting to see oh. the Steelers defensively. All right, I'm going with Pittsburgh Steelers. However, I really it's really a 50-50 ball game. I did not yeah, think that heading into the that's season. That's crazy. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the next game. Arguably, I mean, I'm not not arguably. This is the game of the week. It is the game of the week for Baltimore sure. Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, MVP favorites going head to head. As we said earlier, the Ravens are surprisingly a three point underdog at home. Does does Lamar prove you know he's the better quarterback and wins this game, or does Buffalo come out with the victory out in Baltimore? Buffalo can't lose back to back weeks and. Especially with what we what we still think of them, how they're that number one team, I still think believe that they're the Super Bowl favorites. So give me Buffalo, and they're going to prove that in this game. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, give me give me Baltimore. I think Ooh. you know Baltimore. Yep, I'm going with Baltimore. I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm like the reason why I'm hesitant is like, is this really an upset pick? Because <laughs> like they're both great teams. I, I think like this is just like you know 50-50 as much as it, as much as it much as it could be, but um, I think Lamar Jackson just – Bills are dealing with a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen how they looked against Miami. You know, they were solid for majority parts of the game, but still, you know, they looked they look susceptible to, you know, big plays, and who better than Lamar Jackson to to do that? And it's just – it's unfortunate because both secondaries – I really considered Buffalo because Baltimore Baltimore's defense is really strong. There's yeah, no sugar code in that. But I'm just going to go with Baltimore. I think they ride the hot hand with, you know, Lamar Jackson. He continues his MVP-type season. And Mm -hmm. I got Baltimore winning this game. Nice. 
Moving on to the next game, the Carolina Panthers, fresh off their first one of the season. Well, or, yeah, they welcome in the Arizona Cardinals. They yeah. are a one-and-a-half point favorite over these Cardinals. <laughs> do, do they win this matchup, or do the Cardinals – do they continue their dominance? I got in, you. I got your hands in, in upset fashion, I guess. I'm picking the Arizona Cardinals. I just think that offense, the A-rate offense, is going to be too much for the Panthers' defense to handle, which they have looked good, to be fair, Panthers' defense, but I just think Arizona gets it done. Now, give me my book, Carolina Panthers. I got you, Hamster, but um, I'm going with Carolina. You know, their defense has been lights out to start the season, and Arizona has frankly been struggling. You know, it's the battle of the – this is like the fire, fire coaches – and, and <laughs> battle of the hot seat <laughs> battle of the hot seat there it is battle of the hot seat and you know both actually i'll save my bold prediction kind of a spoiler but um yeah you know give me carolina winning this game um i have them winning a low scoring game who who would have thought with the arizona high rate offense but here we are yeah. they're just yeah. dealing with too much injuries on the offensive side of the ball i they just are. can't no, that's true Anyways, speaking of uh, struggling offenses, the Las Vegas Raiders go up against the Denver Broncos. Las Vegas is a two and a half point underdog, uh, no, two, two and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. even though they're zero and three, and the Denver Broncos are two and one. And two, are two and one. Yep. Do the Raiders get their first win, or does Denver solidify their spot as you know a contender in the playoffs in the AFC? Thing is, they haven't solidified their spot because they haven't looked good in their wins. So, give me the Raiders to get it done. They can be 0-4 if they want to compete. So I think Raiders get it done by having a better offense than the stagnant Broncos. Yeah, I just can't stand the Broncos offense. I know a bad offense when I see one from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> but give me Las Vegas. They just can't go 0-4. But yeah. say they go 0-4. There is the question. Does Josh McDaniels get fired? They're not going to fire him right away, but he should be fired. I don't think he's that good a coach. Really? Like I, you don't give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt? You know, you give him a year? Especially in Las Vegas. They're gonna, they're gonna give him a year, but I just I never thought it was a good hire to begin with, and now it's kind of looking to be that way. You know what I'm saying? No, that's fair, definitely. Um, but yeah, as I said, we both got Las Vegas. Moving on to the next game, and I just feel like the Packers have had such an easy start to the schedule. You know, yeah, they versus Tampa Bay, but know, you know, uh, banged up Tampa injured Bay. Injured Tampa Bay. Yeah. An injured Tampa Bay. But anyways, Green Bay's a nine and a half point favorite, and to add, you know, to add to their Mickey Mouse type schedule. Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers, their top two offensive weapons are both <laughs> out. out. That's sad if that's your top two weapons, by the way. But anyways. But the, <laughs> back to the point. They're their yeah. top two weapons. And they head yeah. into Green Bay. Give me Green Bay. This is my lock of the week. Oh, I, of course. Just, I don't yeah. know what to say, man. Green Bay's just had a lucky start to the season. Nothing, no other way to put it. <laughs> if you want to add anything. I was going to say that that is my lock of the week too, but I'll change it to something later on. So Okay. Also, um, but it's just I hate it, man. Green Bay's had such an easy start to the schedule, <laughs> man. Yeah. But anyways, Tampa Bay, Kansas City Chiefs, um, Super Bowl rematch, as we said. They're playing in Tampa, you know. Um, that's confirmed, correct? Uh, I think they said yeah, they just Tampa, confirmed yeah. it. All right, but it's at Tampa Bay, Kansas City, where they lost in the Super Bowl two years ago. Tampa Bay is a point uh underdog. Who do you have one in this game? Both teams needing to go in. Give me the Chiefs, man. I think Mahomes gets it done. He's not going to let Brady beat him two times in embarrassing fashion. So, Mahomes. Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I just – I can't. Tampa Bay has looked really like – their age has showed. You know what I'm trying to say? Their age has showed. So, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. But give me Kansas City. You know, they I can't see them going two and two. They've looked really good start season. And they were – they're a really good team. And I think they – you know, come out in prime time and 
you know, take care of business. Moving on to the final game of the season. Or not season, what am I saying? <laughs> final game of the week. San yeah. Francisco 49ers, go, or they go up against the Los Angeles Rams. 49ers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you have one in this game? I'm surprised the Niners are favored here because of how bad their offenses look. But I am going to the Niners because I, I don't know why, but in the regular season, they always just seem to have the Rams numbers. So I just see the trend continuing. Give me the Niners here. Yeah, I'm going to go Los Angeles just for the sake of going up against yeah. you because yeah, yeah. we've seen how bad this offensive offense was. But then again, as you said, they own them. So it's like really a 50-50 pick. But I'm going to go Rams, you know, just for the sake of going Rams. I feel like they got to bounce back even though they've won two games. However, they looked really shaky. But I just think, you know, San Francisco, their offense has just been really bad. That's the only way to put it. Which raises the question, man. They lose their one and three. Is that really, is that really like, you know, their shot at winning the division? You know, this game right here, is this a must win? Exactly. Because the Rams would have a two-game head start over them. And And not tiebreaker. So, yeah, that that basically – I want to say it for sure rules you out, but it puts you severely, severely behind. You'd be like heavily underdog to win a division. So, okay. We yeah. spoke about the Rams, you know, recent struggles against the Niners and, you know, Niners with potential being one and three. Who, who needs this win more? Oh, uh, I think the Niners need it more. I think Niners need it more. You can't okay. fall to one and three. And especially with the NFC race, you have to be competitive in there. And one and three doesn't help you to help you to do that so Niners I agree with you I think it's the Niners because as you said one and three in a tough NFC West it's not it's not really gonna it's not really gonna mean much at the end of the day but yeah that is it for our predictions uh segment let's head you know real quick you know just recap before we head into the next the final segment yep we but I mean Thursday Night Football you went Miami I went Cincinnati so I already have a one and oh head start yeah (laughs) you know Minnesota we both went Minnesota we both went Chargers both went Philly you went Atlanta. I went Cleveland. Yeah. We both went Detroit. We both went Giants. We both went Dallas. You went Indy. I went Tennessee. Yep. You went Jets. That's your upset pick. My I went Pittsburgh. Pick. Yep. I went Baltimore, which I guess is my upset pick. Um, and yeah, then so. Carolina. You went Buffalo. I went Carolina. You went Arizona. I went Las Vegas. You went Las Vegas. Green Bay is my lock. You went Green Bay as well. Yeah. Kansas City, Kansas City. And then I went the Rams. You went San Francisco. I'll have Philly as my lock. You'll so. have Philly as your Philly lock. Okay. Yeah. Philly as your lock. And then a quick update. You beat me last week. Yes, sir. You went nine and, you went nine for 16. I went six and six for 16. And <laughs> I sold last week. But, you know, you know, we both. We both. Yep. So we're we technically 1-1 one, one now? Yeah. We're 1-1. Yep. One, one. We'll see who wins this week. But anyways, bold prediction. I'm going to start us off with the banger. We, st- we spoke about the Carolina Panthers and Cardinals game being the the fire, you know, had uh, the hot seat matchup loser of this game fires our head coach this week. Ooh, I like that. So for my bold prediction, I think I kind of hinted at both of them, but Saquon having 300 total yards receiving and rushing. Oh, wow. And Kenny Pickett comes in. This okay. is the Kenny Pickett comes in. So two and two, I got another one. I think Baltimore Ravens and Buffalo Bills combined for a thousand yards of total offense. Woo! I like that. I like that. A <laughs> you lot. see, yeah, you got to go, go big or go home with these bold predictions, Jeez. man. A thousand. <laughs> hey, it's possible. That's the thing. When's the last time that happened? The Rams and Chiefs game? I think like so. Years ago, right? It's crazy to think that could be like that could be similar to that game because both defenses are dealing with a ton of injuries. Think about that for a second. Yep, and both are very high-powered offenses. You're right, bro. Let that sink in, man. <laughs> let that sink in. Man. 
Oh, man. But anyways, um, that is it for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys did, make sure to leave a good review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I really appreciate you listening. Um, you can find us on, on Instagram and Twitter. We have daily content on Instagram and you can follow us on Twitter to make sure you never miss out on an episode. We are also, um, we are available at Laces Out NFL on Instagram and at Laces Out Pod, NFL Pod on Twitter. We really appreciate your support. support. Wow. Um, that is it from my end. Um, stay safe, stay well, and enjoy this week of football, guys. And I mean, as always, deuces, we out of here. Let's go.